step back and be still. Amen. Be still and know that I am the Lord. Amen. And we have to always remember that the battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. Yeah, the battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. And so I pray that we will always hear and want to hear the voice of God and what God is saying. Amen. And what God is instructing us. And um, everything about scripture is true. When the Bible says be anxious for nothing, it literally means be anxious for nothing. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And uh, you shall have what you say. Means you shall have what you say. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Everything about scripture is true. There's not one percent joke in scripture. Not one percent. Nothing's a joke. Even when you're reading and it says, and Joseph begat and begat and begat. It's not a joke. It's a very serious matter. You know, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And uh, I don't know about you, but um, I really miss Reverend. Uh, okay. Yeah, I really, really miss him, I tell you. I've been counting the hours, the minutes, you know, the second and everything. It's not a joke at all. And um, yeah. <laughs> I pray that you too, when you travel, people will miss you. I pray that when you travel, your spouse will miss you. Your spouse will make the sign of the cross. Oh, Lord, keep him far. Keep her far. May you prolong her journey, Lord. May she stay there. May she have excess work to do. Yeah. But may your, may your spouse want to embrace you. It's a message. It's a message. Yeah, it's a message, I tell you. You know, yeah, the last few weeks, I have a little project I'm doing, and it has been extremely challenging. And on Monday, I was downloading it on Reverend. I said, this is the last time I'm going to take any such adventure. The Lord is pulling my ears on this matter. Why did you even take it in the first place? And then I was getting quite stretched. And then Reverend was like, you cannot get stretched. I refuse that stretch. I, <laughs> I ban that stretch. And then he went on and on. And then yesterday he said, that is it. It is done. You sort it out. You'll be able to. I, I know you. You can do it. So you will get it done. I said, yeah. If you're saying it, then it's true. You know? And for some funny reason, a sense of calmness came. Oh, this morning I went into the meeting. I sat there for an hour, pa, 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 cha, a thing that I've been struggling with for however many weeks. So I sent him to a text. I said, thou art a prophet. <laughs> yeah. But you see, we don't even realize that some of these little things are so powerful. So, so there are people on this same project who are struggling. Today somebody was like, you know, she hasn't slept for days. He hasn't been able to eat. He hasn't, and then I was like, oh Lord. This, may they discover you. <laughs> because that is the only difference. There was a calmness, a sense of peace. You know, I was able to just step back and look at it again. And then just pull it out. Yeah. To finish it. It's very powerful. Yeah. So I miss him. Yeah. Because if, if he was around, it means that the last few weeks, I wouldn't have had to even do... With that, he would have arrested it as soon as he saw it coming. 
Amen. Yeah, you know, when he said, listen, change that, I had to change it. After I'm preaching on change. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what? Sometimes God will always make sure that you are experiencing what you are teaching so that you can practically teach it. So today I've come with a fresh oil. Not by virtue of just what I have studied, but by what I have experienced also. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we changing things? Today I wanted us to really go deep into an area, but I don't know. If we don't, we don't, but who knows? But, but you, 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 you know, my prayer for us is that just the concept of it should rest in our hearts. Do you understand? We should have that mindset now that some things in our lives we must protect as it is. And some things in our lives we must change. And, you know, as I was studying, I think two or three days ago, one of the things that I realized that I have to correct immediately is that, listen, Improvement is not necessarily change. I just thought I'll throw it out there. That the fact that you are trying to improve doesn't mean it has changed. Yeah. We are talking about real change. You see, when we say that a building is being uh, what, uh, renovated, it's very, very different from a building that is being refurbished. Yeah. Do we have builders in the house? You can ask Uncle Fred, tell you. Do you understand? Yeah. When you put uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, Beulah and Co. are doing some work somewhere in the corner, you know, if they think that they are having a change, it's not so. What they are doing is what? Improvement. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah. You see, when, when you haven't had your bath, but you have to go somewhere, and then you take a roll-on or nice perfume, and you spray yourself, you know, and the smell around you has improved. It doesn't mean it has changed. Yeah, you, you see, it, improvement is some form of change, but it is not change. And the devil is using that to deceive us in various areas of our lives. You know, I don't sin as much. I have improved that is not gospel. It has to change. <laughs> uh, please have your fights later. Premper College and Opoku, I have your fights later. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's a deception of the devil. So I thought that before I even start, let's clarify that. Yeah, I'm better than I used to. Yeah, no, 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 no. For some things, you don't need, if you are a chorister, yeah, uh, your voice can improve. It's okay. Keep improving your voice. Do you, do you understand? Yeah. I mean, look at the men's choir. I don't know what they'll be doing next month. Ne next month, they'll come with all kinds of, you know, yeah, it's not going to be a joker. Yeah, he, yeah please, prepare your song because he's expecting a performance. There has to be a performance. There has to be a performance. And you know, when I think on the Facebook, like they, they captured those of us who were videoing yeah, yeah. even more than those who were saying, yeah. <laughs> So the men's squad can improve. Amen. Do, 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 do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you have a bad behavior, it has to change. You can't say I don't insult as much. You know, I don't steal as much as I used to. 
Do you, do you understand? Yeah, I'm not as backsliding as I used to. No, 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 no. Those things are subject to a turn around. I, 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 for me, one of the things I've realized that this scripture, this particular topic we are treating applies to me totally. Because for a long time, I was very happy with myself that my ability to worry has improved. I don't worry as much. But then I realized based on what we are studying now that I have to stop this improvement and change. This is my own. You to carry your own, please. Don't use mine as your example. Find your own example because your own, your, 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 your own, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a very, very um, teary person and, you know, everything makes me sad. Well, yeah, so, yeah, somebody pinches you, you're crying. Somebody squeezes you, you're crying. They give you small knock, you're crying. They, yeah, you lose your job, you're crying. You're crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't even say hello to me, you're crying. Hey, change! I, I don't cry as much. Some things should not be improved. Some things must change. Do you understand? Yeah. If you are failing all your exams, 32, 31, 32, 30, you know, don't improve to 39 because you are still failing. Uh, I, I don't even know. You, I, I, I was just giving you a, a side note before I come and start. Now you're making me feel like. Yeah, 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 because this, I was just, I just put in that clause there so that we understand that when I say change, I mean change. Do you, do, do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we put a, a gloss of uh, pale blue paint in this room, we have improved the aesthetic. We haven't changed it. But very soon, when they lift up this false ceiling and remove that, it's a change. Let's stop improving our Christian life and transform it. And transform it. The devil has used that to deceive us in every area. Every area. And some of us, some of us, even as preachers, God should forgive us because from the pulpit we have tried to encourage you that, you know, try and pray a bit more. Try and read a bit more. No! Become a reader. Become a prayerful person. Last week, I gave you a couple of things, isn't it? I said that you can either be a victim of change or an agent of change. Do, do you understand? Because that's what the change is coming. Yeah, the change is coming. So either you are the one facilitating it or it is facilitating you. But either way, yeah. Do you know that people who drown is because they can't manage the water and the water is managing them? Yeah, I mean, if you are like me, I don't care if they say there are millions of dollars in the sea. You know, you give it a miss. Yeah, you do. You, you absolutely, you know, when, when one of my prayers when I'm going on a flight is that, you know, over the sea. <laughs> I can manage on land. <laughs> I ain't going down on no sea. I ain't going down, period. Yeah. Oh. Listen, one of my fears that I had to change was to do with bridges. Hey. Oh, I've got, that's why I can share it now, isn't it? I'm an overcomer. 
I definitely could not walk over a bridge, even if the bridge is like this. Oh, no. I mean, it was next to my school. I never, ever, ever went over. And the funny thing is that, me too, I was doing physics, whatever, whatever. I was doing structures. Uh, I, I, in fact, it doesn't even make sense. And as part of even my schooling, we have to. <laughs> we have to go over bridges. We have to go over uh, to various waterworks, various places, you know. But then the lecturers, teachers, everybody who had come in contact with me knew that there was a limitation. So when we get to location, I tell them that, listen, I can see from where I am. <laughs> yeah. And for at least the first 35 years of my life, I never went near a bridge. Oh, I'll go around and meet you at the center circle. You can ask even the children. If we go on holiday and it involves any kind of height, you know, I'll see you later. I mean, I want to make it to heaven, but I want to make it at the right time. Yeah, so even the Eiffel Tower, I think I've seen maybe about two inches of it. I, eat, I take my box of chips with a salad, uh, what, mayonnaise, whatever, and then I sit at the bottom of the Eiffel Tower, and those adventurous people, they go. I mean, the whole journey is like 45 minutes or something. And then I eat my chips with children, and they go and come. And when they come, they say, then what's the essence of going on holiday with you? I said, it's to watch all of you being so happy. <laughs> Till a few years ago, I was working in a Leeds city center. And I used to park my car here and walk to the office. But because of this bad grace and bad anointing, when I get to Leeds College, whatever, there's a very short journey to get literally into my office. But you have to go via the, that uh, A58, whatever. You have to. So yours truly has to take an extra 10 minutes down, down. Then one day, one day, ah, I got there. In fact, I also think I was running late. <laughs> I got there. I said, today not be today. What is it? that we have not seen before. Who is man that thou art mindful of? <laughs> so, ah, uh, you know, when, when there's uh, tongues for fear, which is very, it's not prayerful, uh, God doesn't answer it, nobody hears it, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So as I decided to start, ha, come and see. Sha, the prophet in me, kabo shata. I tongued myself all the way to the other side. As soon as I got there, I'm sure the people who were walking around were wondering. I started screaming, jumping. Then I looked for my phone. Then I called Reverend. Can you imagine what has just happened? What a, I, said, I said, I've just gone over the brain. He said, am I sure? Did I take picture? Do I have proof? You see? Oh, little people of unbelief. And it took me less than two minutes for that same journey that I'd been using more than 10 minutes to do. So when I finished, well, guess what? Kai. He walked back over the bridge. Then after that, I don't know what happened, but I'm handed to be around the gyratory, the amri, amli, whatever. 
I said, oh, even motorway bridge, we have this small, this one. Ah, yeah. So I, I have overcome it. Yeah, we will know the permanent change when we have to go on a ride. Uh -huh. No, that one is a death trap. I mean, I, I think that uh, confidence and change doesn't mean stupidity. So try and differentiate there too. Amen. Yeah. Improvement is not what? Change. And then if you are not ready to embrace change, you are not ready to lead. These are just things that I wanted to put in the box so that you have it for yourself as we go. If you are not ready, you can't lead if you cannot change. Yeah. You cannot, because how would you innovate? Do you understand? How would you? No, 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 no. You see, those who are managing things, they don't need to really care. But if you are really leading your life, leading your family, leading a ministry, leading a department, you have to be able to embrace change. We said one thing. We said that even though we are all focusing now on bringing major changes in our life, we should always make sure that we don't do it haphazardly, erratically. Do you understand? And I used the idea of cancerous cells, isn't it? How tumors develop. Because too many cells are produced and then it turns into something really bad. You know, because some of us too, when an idea comes or when we get overly excited, we say, we want to change everything. And I gave the example of somebody who's a baby Christian or somebody who has just come on fire small, they just, ah, then, you know, they crash. So please, change must not. If you are not ready to change, won't change, can't change, will never be effective. If you won't change, if you can't change, you can never be effective. You see, when you, when you see yourself saying certain statements, as for me, this is how I learn. As for me, this is how I do things. As for me, this is how you are putting yourself in a very bad place. Yeah, you are putting yourself... We you know the first day when we started, I told you that some of us, even the way we cook, we should, you know, change. Change, change. The tomatoes is tired, the pepper is tired. They're all fed up with you. Tell you. <laughs> Proverbs. Okay, let's go on to our. Yeah, yeah. We spoke about the things that should not change, and then we spoke about why we need change, you know, because we have to. Change will come, whether we like it or not. I saw a graph drawn somewhere, and it was uh, like a quadratic graph, graph, like that, like that. Yeah, and then the concept of it was that if you're doing something really well or you're doing something in a particular way, you see that you're growing, you understand, you're doing well. But as soon as you don't have that mind that change is needed at a certain point, you see that at a point you just plateau. And if you don't take the necessary steps to change, you see that you start coming down. Because after a point, it doesn't work. 
but you see that if you try and change, you still will come down, but then you will shoot up. And that is why sometimes when people are changing, they return. Because in the change, it looked like it wasn't working. Good example. For those of you who have never baked before, your first cake won't work. <laughs> yeah. If you are not somebody who is friendly with the kitchen, your first attempt at stew, at whatever, it will not work. You will have, you will have the cookbook. You will measure exactly what they said. You will stir it for 15 minutes, leave it for five minutes, put it in the right size bowl, put the oven in the right temperature, you will see your cake just go down. But if you say that because of that, I won't bake again, then you are going down. Because the whole idea is that change will come with some opposition, with some struggle. But today, I wanted us to have a look at a couple of things and areas in our life that we need to change. There are some that are so obvious to us that I wouldn't even want to go in too much, you know. I mean, if you are living in sin, I don't think you should have any discussion with anybody that you should change, isn't it? Yeah. You know, one day, a young Christian brother was caught, you know, in a very bad this thing, and um, he said... Mm -hmm. And he was really, uh, he supposedly very upset with himself. So he decided to, you know, change his uh, confession. Not necessarily his, uh, yeah, so he came to stand in front of the altar so that uh, Reverend and I could hear him, you know, there. He said, lifestyle change. <laughs> lifestyle change, lifestyle things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any sin that is in your life or any sinful habit you have, you have to change. You have to change. You don't have to improve. You don't have to get be uh, less, better at it. <laughs> you don't have to, it has to change. It has, I mean, it, it has to. We'll read a scripture on that later, but I want us to look at Proverbs 23. One of the most important areas and things that must change is your thinking pattern. It's your thinking pattern. It's your thinking pattern. It's your thinking pattern. Today I want us to look at quite a few scriptures because I believe that the more scriptures you have to back you, the more um, grace you have and the more uh, confirmation, affirmation you have from heaven on a particular thing. Yeah. Your thinking pattern, if it is wrong, must change. You know, you will know, it's not just when one odd bad thought comes. I'm talking about a thinking pattern. When you realize that this thing, it has become a way in which you process things. You have to change it. So the first of your scripture that we are going to read is 
the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 23. The Bible says in verse number 7, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As one who reckons, he says to you, eat and drink, yet his heart is not with you, but is grudging the cost. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, when the thinking has reached your heart, it means that that is your style now. That is, it has, rest, it has become a part of you. When your thinking pattern is wrong, you change it. You don't adjust it. And you see, life can shape how you think. How you think about people, how you think about men, how you think about God, how you think about money, how you think about life, how you think about health. Life can shape it. And what you have to realize is that if your thinking pattern is wrong, you will project it in every area. You will project it in every area. Some people think that people don't like them. Yeah. Some people, you see, and when your thinking pattern is like that, then you will see people not liking you in everything. Yeah, you will see people not liking you in everything. So I'll give you a very good example. Auntie Sheila may um, be on the corridor and, um, <laughs> and Beulah may be on the corridor and I will come out of my office and go through the green door. Minister Sheila will say, oh, let me check on Pastor Gloria, you know. Yeah. Beulah too will say, she passed. She didn't even say hello to me. I'm sure she's angry with me. I'm not sure what I've done. But you see, it's because of the way you process things. The way you process things. The way you process things. You see, when you process things from a suspicious point of view, everything you will see suspicion in it. Everything. And that is why you come to church and um, Francis and... Um, normally, who does Francis do that way? Francis and... Um, who is his corporate normally? Who does he misbehave with? Who? Alfred. 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 So you will see... Uh, uh, Francis and Alfred at that corner there. Oh, no, that is nonsense. Fully that, that, no. That. But you see, because of your level of suspicion, and because yesterday Francis probably told you that, listen, you are not studying well. <laughs> You're passing by, and you heard nonsense. Yeah, now he's just telling everybody that you know. My, my. We, we will begin to interpret things. You have to change your thinking pattern. Yeah. As for me, nothing good happens to me. It's a pattern. As for me, this job I'm going for, I won't get it. Because that is how you think. Yeah. yeah. If you're a brother and you're about to go and propose to a girl and you've already decided that she'll say no. 
I mean, you are going with a no anointing. How, why would you get a yes? It's the way you think. It's the way you think. Yeah, it's the way you think. You see, for some of us, we should be doing much more for God than we are doing. But it's the way we think. We either think too highly of ourselves or we think that we are not capable at all. Stop thinking that way. Stop thinking. Listen, if you think that nobody likes you, nobody will like you. Yeah, if you think that you will never be wealthy, you will never be wealthy. Yeah. If you think that you are not beautiful, trust me. Your, 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 the way you see yourself will always... Do you know how we have anorexia and all these things? Because they, don't, they always think they are fat. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether they stand on a weighing scale, whether the doctor tells them that they need to, as far, when they look in the mirror, they just see this thing. It's the way you think. It's the way you think. It's the way you think. And it affects you. You see, some of us, it's not that we think of ourselves negatively, but we think of ourselves too highly. We think of ourselves too highly. We think of ourselves, that is why we can't even receive from God. We can't receive what from God. You come to church, your tents. Lift up your hands. Let's kneel down. Let's hug somebody. Listen, never have that mindset that, you know, I was just recently told that there's a president who has this phobia of gems, doesn't like people even shaking his hand and you know, hugging and whatever. You cannot be a child of God and not be able to hug somebody. You cannot be a child of God and not be able to embrace somebody. Leave your sin behind and leave that one. Yeah, I know. God has saved you. That is why Paul said that, listen, greet the brethren with a holy kiss. He had to define it. He had to define it. But you see, in that house of God, you should be able to say, oh, let me give you a kiss. And your mind shouldn't go that you... (laughs) No, it is true. It is true. Let me tell you something. In the house of God, you don't realize that even our embrace is a witness for somebody. The love you show for somebody witnesses to somebody. Witnesses to somebody. You don't have to say much. Sometimes I have squeezed somebody and not said anything. But you've got the message. Because sometimes the squeeze is like, I got you. Yeah. Can't be so rigid, so. But it's because the mind is thinking wrongly. Squeeze is associated with something. Kiss is associated with something. A hug is associated. So even though you're in the house of God, this huggy, huggy. You know, I went to preach. In... <laughs> I went to preach. <laughs> I went to preach in Italy and then they taught me something. Yeah, so in the church, some of the brothers in their country, how they do this? They, they don't want, they don't want to press press. Hey. Change it. Change it. Change it. 
The reason why even though you are saved and you've decided that you want to live a righteous life for God, your mind is thinking of sin. Your mind is on what you used to be. Your mind is not on who you are. First Corinthians 13, 5. I'm going to give you a couple of thoughts on thinking and then I want us to move. Because today I was hoping that we'll be able to talk about him. Um, Words. Yeah, I was really hoping, but I don't know. We'll see if we are not able to. Yeah. Because it's one of the things I really wanted, uh, I really want us to talk to. If not next week, we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, uh, I, was, I was reading um, a book called David and Goliath. It's not him. Um, but then I, there was something I saw in, you know, Say that words, they wait for you in your future, waiting for you to come and withdraw. So when you have said it and gone, it's been banked, waiting for you to come and cash it. So every time you're opening your mouth, your mouth, it was a scary thing. Because sometimes you don't know when the withdrawal is coming, and it's in the future. Of the ones that have gone, <laughs> send more good ones so that, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like saving in um, pounds and then saving in various currencies, isn't it? So, <laughs> I know some people didn't get it, but don't worry. Yeah, because when you are saving in pounds, you know what you withdraw. Some currencies too, when you save, by the time you go to withdraw, nothing is left. First Corinthians. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 13. First mm -hmm. Corinthians chapter 13. Verse number 5. The Bible says that. Where is my reader? Where is Eunice? First Corinthians 13 verse 5. First Corinthians 13 verse 5 does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Amen. Amen. It means that you can think evil. You can think evil, not just bad things, you can think evil. That is how people, listen, when you see an action being performed, it has been thought of, incubated, and given birth. You can think evil. Nobody was passing, happened to see somebody and decide to kill the person. No, 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 no. Sometimes you don't realize how bad a relationship got. But really, it got bad when you started thinking. That's why Jesus was saying that, listen, even when you think to last, you have already, you have crossed the line. Some of us, we think evil of others. We think evil of people who have hurt us. See, but that is not a good place to be. Because if you are thinking evil, you are likely to do evil. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you are thinking evil, you become an evil person. Yeah. You see, a lot of the time, the actions we take, we think is for somebody, is to somebody. It's, but it's always you. You get the punishment. You get the punishment. 
you get the reward. Whatever it is, you get it. Thinks no evil. And a Christian must aspire for that. It is not an easy thing. There is nothing. That is why we have something called grace. Because a lot of the things that we have to change, move away from, whatever, you cannot do it by yourself. Because people can be mean. People can be wicked. People can hate us. And when people hate you, the natural propensity, the natural proclivity is to... Even when we say Christian jargon, I leave you to God, it's not true. I've left it to God. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. What they are saying that in God, they shall harm you. <laughs> yeah. But the reality is that once you start reflecting on this thing, when you see yourself thinking evil, you change quickly, correctly. Yeah. Because it may come. But when you see it, can we change it? Yeah. Listen, when you are in the house of God, when you are a Christian, Christians will hurt you. The body of Christ will hurt you. When you are in a home, siblings and whatever will hurt you. When you are in a marriage, husband and wife will hurt you. If you don't know how to think correctly, quickly, you will always be in trouble. You have to let go. When you see a marriage that is working so nicely, it's because they have changed the way they think about the marriage. It's because they've changed the way they think about even the negative things. It's because they've changed the way they think about the down days, the bad days. You know, when, um, when we uh, started going on missions and all this, and then we, there was a lot of traveling, you know, one of the things that registered to me at the point was that, when my is gone, who am I going to say, you know, be able to have a nice fight with? It was very depressing. And I realized that even that enjoyment was not there. To be able to say, why haven't you eaten your food? Why have you left? Why, is why didn't you come and pick that? You told me that you would get to pick this at the shop. There was nothing. It was not. Oh, yeah. Don't have bad fights. You know. Have nice. The fights that end well, okay? Good fights. Yeah. They're good. Don't think evil. You know, I said something to you on Sunday that when you show faith, what does it produce? Action. And action will fulfill what? Faith. Yeah. If you're thinking good, good will happen. Yeah. That's why Philippians says that whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, with whatever things are pure, you know, whatever. honest. Think on these things purposefully because it's not necessarily that the thing is good. But the thing will become good. Whatever you, once you are thinking about it, you'll be looking for the good. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you, I'm robbers, they have good in them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you know that the, the Pope, you know, they have bad in them. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't, you cannot operate on the fact that this is a bad person or this is a good person. Be looking for the good in people. Yeah, when you see a drug addict, look for the good so that you can, your heart can be drawn. Don't be so look at how they've wasted their life. Because as soon as you can find something good, and you see, let me tell you something. If you can see beyond the person's current evil or whatever it is, and can envisage them in a good place, there's nothing more rewarding. There's nothing more rewarding. 
let's stop, you know, working evil in the house of God. Yeah, from the book of Ephesians, it, it has always been so. That there's always contention, there's something, something in the house of God. And we camouflage it with Christian words. Romans chapter 7. Oh, look at the time. We'll do as much as we can, isn't it? Then we'll go home. Romans chapter 7, are you there? Read from verse 21 to 25. This is just on changing our thinking. Romans chapter 7, verse 21 to 25. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Amen. Amen. He says that there is a war in the mind. There is a battle in the mind. You are, you are going to try and push good on the mind. The mind too wants bad. Yeah, because you know that life has this tendency just for bad things. Yeah, when a news reporter is chasing news, most of the time they are chasing bad news. They are, most of the time they are chasing bad. You remember Phoebe sent me a, 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 an update. You remember the... A, man with his little son and they were chatting in um, baby English. Because of that, they have just given that man and his child various contracts on uh, advertising various things. The baby's uh, education is covered. The ba- and I said, for once, something good is being promoted. Evil is always promoted. Evil, listen, they will never talk about the church unless something bad is happening in the church. Yeah. Don't never say anything if you are just doing it right. It is only when you slip, when you fall, when you make a mistake, then you will see. Swords shall be drawn. Swords shall be drawn. Yeah. It is a war in everybody's mind. Yeah. As a pastor, sometimes people will hate me. If I am not careful and I choose to let the head rest in my mind, I can't love the person. I can't love the person. I can't shepherd the person. You cannot shepherd somebody that you are not willing good for. That you, are, you don't want the person to excel. Yeah. I find it amazing when you have a pastor and they'll care somebody. What ministry is that? When you look at the ministry of Jesus, it's only the fig tree that he cursed. He never cursed anything. It was a tree that he cursed. Does a man of God have that grace? Yeah. Does your father have that grace? Yeah. But you have to use it. Philippians chapter 2. Is somebody's mind changing? In somebody's mind changing. You have a happier life when your mind thinks right. When your mind thinks well. 
when your mind rests. You know, a few years ago, I don't know how many of you remember, we were looking at the uh, link between emotions and various sicknesses. One of your way of keeping your health is for you to have a right mind. It's to have a right mind. There's nothing more joyful that you are going to bed and you're not thinking bad about anybody. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. You see, as I'm saying this, some of you are wondering whether you should delete people or keep them in their mind there. <laughs> yeah, read it. Philippians 2.4. Don't give anybody free accommodation in your head. They don't pay rent. They are just living there for free. And they go and come as they please. And sometimes they bring relatives to stay over. And you know, squatters, sometimes when you want to suck them, don't go. Eunice, read it. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Amen. Read it. Do you have the New Living Translation Bible? NLT. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. <laughs> Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in <laughs> another. I hope um, those of us who are church workers, I hope we are going to be around um, Friday evening. We're going to have a look at something. I was going to look at this. Let me mention this before we go. Focus. Another area. Focus. Your focus and your source. Your focus and your source. Your focus and your source. You know how sometimes you see a very wealthy person and then you want to ask, what's the source of your wealth? What's the source of your wealth? What's the source of your courage? What's the source of your peace? See, the Bible says something. It says there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is what? Death. What is your source? What is your source? What is your source? Where is this coming from? 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 Psalm 56, what motivates you? What drives you? What motivates you? What drives you? What are you focused on? What are you focused on? Yeah. You must, you must assess yourself that what is the source of my joy? What is the source of my happiness? What is the source of my peace? You see, there are some people that when you ask them, they will immediately they'll tell you that it's Jack Daniels. Yeah, when are they most happy? What brings them joy? When they are, what brings them happiness? When they are, you know? Yeah, some people, their source of happiness is money. Yeah. Philippians chapter 
Psalm 56 verse 11. What do you focus on? 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 Some people just focus on what people are saying. Some people focus on what people, the impression people have of them. Some people focus on how they look. Some people focus on how they don't look. Some of us focus on what we don't have rather than focusing on what we have. You see how people fail in life? Because if you focus on what you don't have, what will you do? If you focus on what you have, you can use that. I'm not a white woman. I cannot focus on that. Psalm 56, are we there? Read it. Psalm 56, verse 11. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Amen. 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 I mean, I think that this sums it all. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? A lot of us are afraid of men. Oh, it's true. A lot of us are afraid of men. Men that we see in high position or men that we admire or men, what can they do to you? Hey, the Bible says that, listen, the one who can just kill the body, please. The one who can take the soul. Says that confidence in an unfaithful man is like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. It's not a joke. The Bible says that curse is the man who puts his trust in man. But we trust men. We trust men. You see, Paul even said something. He said, listen, First uh, uh, Corinthians 11.1, 1, I believe. He said that, listen, follow me only if I'm following Christ. Paul. Yeah. The King James says, follow me. New King James says, imitate me just as I also if you can't see Christ in me, don't. Yeah. And that is how every Christian should be. I don't care what I'm preaching to you. I don't care what you hear. If the thing is not in line with the word of God, please. It doesn't matter how intelligent it sounds. It doesn't matter how fearful it sounds. If it is not in line with the word, please. Yeah. You cannot put your trust in man, including yourself. Yeah. We trust because we have the spirit of God. We trust because we are going according to the word of God. So it is not us that we trust. It's the word that we trust. It is God that we trust. Change it. Change. Don't be afraid of any man. You see, it's our fear of men. That's why when we go for interviews, we are shaking. Because my life is in your hands. You see? Yeah. Christians must become bolder. More courageous. Because either way, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. I am on the winning side. It doesn't matter. If I don't get this job, I don't lose. If I get the job, I don't lose. If I'm single, I don't lose. If I'm married, I don't lose. Yeah, if I have money, I don't lose. If I don't have money... See, when the scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil, money is not evil. The love of it... 
What is your source? What is your focus? Psalm 1 4 will be finishing soon. We'll pause. We'll continue. Huh? Can always continue when we continue. Psalm 118, read from verse 8 and 9. Read the King James. We are living in an age where we glorify men so much. We glorify, and that is what brings us so much depression. So much, we, we, I mean, we are just so, if I can just look like this specific. Recently, um, a, 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 a designer died, and um, they were showing some of the things that she had designed and whatever, you know, and she had designed a certain pair of jeans, and apparently in that, sen- um, a few decades ago, it's like, if you don't have one, you are, Totally a nobody. But who wears it now? Psalm 118, verse 8 and 9. You just read it. Psalm 118, verse 8 and 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. You see, David had experienced enough to know that fear man and live long. (laughs) Yeah. David had lived long enough to realize that, listen, even when I'm trying to help Saul, he wants to kill me. Even when I'm trying to be good, you know, people are not. You cannot put your trust in man. You cannot put. Haven't you realized that since you said, from today I don't spend money again, you have spent. From today I don't do this again, you have done. From today, this is the last time. This is the last. Your last time has become your 50th last time. You have last time yourself, last time, last time, last time. You cannot trust, put your confidence in man. You cannot put. And that is why sometimes even a simple thing that, listen, when you are going to look for a spouse, marry a Christian. It's a very simple thing. Because it's not that the man is very good, but the God in him will control him a bit. He said, when I was a young pastor, we used to have, they, that time they had brought premier radio in London, in Fresh and all that. Somebody will bring somebody or come and say, oh, pastor, I want you to meet someone. Then you ask simple questions. Is he a Christian? They'll tell you that he listens to premier radio. Is he saved? <clears throat> He's an American. Anyway. <clears throat> but meanwhile, you will look in scripture and it tells you that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? It means that every man has the tendency to be wicked. Everyone. But for God. Psalm 146 verse 3. The NLT says that don't put your confidence in powerful people. There is no help for you there. Put the NLT there. Have you put the NLT? Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There's no, how many of you were promised by uncles, their father, there's this, oh, don't worry, I'll cover it. Don't worry, I'll buy this for you. Oh, don't worry, I'll give you. Oh, yeah, you said you wanted a loan of, no problem, no problem, no problem, no problem, no problem. Call me tomorrow, call me next week. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh I'm, I will introduce you to, the, yeah, yeah, the governor, the mayor, the, oh, no problem, no problem. No problem, don't worry. They themselves, they need help. You see, it's because we don't realize that everybody needs help. Everybody needs help. 
Everybody needs. You see, some of us, when we are in town, we are even intimidated to maybe share Christ with somebody because the person looks powerful. Please. Please. When we die, we are all the same. When you go to the mortuary, they don't have powerful people come up, you know. There's nothing like that. They throw all the bodies one place, carry all of us one place. And nobody's uh, grave is uh, seven foot. All of us, six foot, six foot. We're all in the same place. They cannot help you. Yeah. When they are sick, they cannot stop themselves. Because the same ampicillin they take is the same one we take. When they have to die, they can't stop the death. But you see, we don't see that they are also mortal beings. They are not immortal. They are not immortal. Yeah. They may have, uh, uh, what do you call it, leadership over you for a season. But it doesn't make them. Some of us, our bosses and lecturers, they are crazy. Totally crazy. Their lives are told. Look at how we always get surprised when the FIFA boss was caught in some hotel room with the, uh, what do you call it, a chambermaid. We were confused. Why should we be confused? His mind and his system is all crazy. Oh. Stop it. Change that. Change that. You're a child of God. Come out of that timidity. The timidity is not spiritual. Yeah. Humility doesn't mean you should be walked over. Change it. Yeah. And I'm talking to us, especially in this room. You are now in England. Listen, the land you are on is also yours. Don't go into a shop or go to a place and be nervous. Stop it. They have no more value than you do. They have no more value. I was about to say some non-pastoral thing. No, no, no. Today I'm, I've been so Christian in my word of God. I've been so much in the word of God. Let me. No, 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 no. I won't say it today. Kai, I have changed. I won't say it. <laughs> Let's look at our last scripture. We'll continue. Amen. Hey, I can say it. Say it, say it, say it. Don't do that. Say it, change. Say it, change. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. Let's look at it from the NLT. I pray for all of us. I pray for all of us that we'll take our courage and our boldness in who we are in Christ. Yes. There is a word. My boast is in the Lord. My confidence is in the Lord. My rising up, my sitting down, my is in the Lord. Obviously, obviously. I like the NLT, I tell you. It's sort of middle way between the message and the, this thing. It doesn't make me look too ghetto. It sort of puts me there. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. If that was the aim. If that was the aim. That is why you too, when you're in the church, when something is coming that doesn't please you, but it's pleasing to God, receive it. try and be men pleasers. Don't try and be pleasing people. You're not, you shouldn't be ashamed that you're a Christian. You shouldn't be ashamed of who you are. You shouldn't be ashamed of what you have and what you don't have. When you don't have it, you say, I don't have it. When you have it, be grateful and thank God. Don't be ashamed that you have it. Don't stop pleasing men. 
And that is why you are not living your full life as a Christian. 